This episode of the RMR Training Podcast is brought to you by Resolute Coffee. So if you've heard of Resolute Coffee and you've wanted to give it a try, but you're not sure where to start, I'm going to break it down for you. So if you like your coffee to be like a straightforward coffee taste, chocolatey, what you know traditionally as coffee, something clean and nice, what you're going to want to look for is the processing and it's going to be washed. Wash takes all of the fruit off of the bean, so you're left with just a straightforward coffee bean. And then you get those straightforward flavors. If that's what you're looking for, the Black Condor from Resolute is for you. If you want something a little bit more exotic, something a little bit more fruit forward, something a little bit more unexpected, something a little bit more of an adventure in your cup, then you want to look at that process. And natural is going to be probably the most fun type of cup. You're going to get a lot more fruit forward flavors. Natural leaves a lot of that fruit from the coffee on the bean. So when you get the, so when you make the actual coffee itself, you get some of those fruit flavors, the natural Ethiopian, that's the bomb here. If you want something, some sort of blend of both, there's a hybrid processing called a honey process, which leaves some of the fruit onto the coffee bean. So it's like a natural, like a half and half type of natural and washed processing. The Aponte honey or any honey processing is going to be awesome for you. Whichever one you go with, it's going to be top quality stuff. RR20 at checkout for 20% off. Or if you want to try them all, they have the you can join the Crush It Club and you get a variety of five bags and a mug. So check that out. Link down in the show notes. All right. Hello, our podcast. podcast. We're doing a little thing this time. I'm going to talk, and Kent's going to try to match what I'm saying as I'm saying it. Can you do it? Let's give it a whirl. No, we're not doing this. Kent, doing it as I (laughs) (laughs) would you? uh, We got we got Ryan Kent. We got Meg Jacoby. Yeah, my name is Rich Ryan. I actually did an improv class one time. You guys ever messing around with that? Big actor over here, huh? I just wanted to just like get out of my typical like routine and just kind of see if it would like change the way I would think and this and that. And it was fun, but like I hate going to class, <laughs> no matter what kind of class it is. Yeah. I just didn't like going to the class. And like we did like a thing where there was like a showcase or whatever. They got us up on stage and like it was in front of a Oof. crowd. No, thanks. I cannot see you in that environment. Dude, I'm at all. Me either. I'm hilarious. What are you guys talking about? No one's saying you're not funny. That's thank you. Fucking. But yeah, I only did it once. It's all good. Hey. Okay, for the record, for the record, we're trying to swear less. Um, so that's why Kent just said Which probably means we're gonna end up doing (laughs) it. We're gonna swear more, probably. Dad came in. We're gonna swear that we're gonna swear because we swore. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> and we're just going to draw attention to the swearing <laughs> as, as, instead of just like having it be part of the conversation. Right. No, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We are one week, six days. Five out. days, dude. Five days. That's right. It's Sunday. Oh, yeah. We got five days leading into the, the final major in Washington, D.C. How's everybody feeling? I feel good. I'm really interested to know who I'm actually racing. Why is that? Because it's the roll downs are going really far. So I like, I don't know who's in and who's not in. They're almost all the way down, right? Like we, like you, you said you've heard that there are athletes who are close to that 30. Yeah. Yeah. So does it really matter though, Meg? Does it really matter? Well, I just like to know. I like, cause I don't know. Well, like, yeah, but for you, there's, there's, I, yeah, I get, I get your point, but, um, I don't know. I'm interested to see who's going to be towing the line with me and like, in it hopes is, it, of getting a spot, you know, I, I it's exciting. Like to, it, it's nice because I'm qualified. So, um, like there's no real pressure really. Um, but it's, I like the, you know, the fight and the battle between the other girl, like, you know, for the sport, exciting. Yeah. If you are one of these roll down athletes for this race, like this is 
just the opportunity of a lifetime, you know, like, yeah, because I don't think any other major will probably have, you know, obviously none before this will have this amount of roll down. And I can't imagine one being like this in the future either. We're like, we're going actually where yeah. it does stop at 30. Do they stop at 30? I think that they will stop in 30 like they did last year, just because they're like, we don't know who could possibly be 31. Just like the way that their system is set up. Yeah. But it's going to be close on the women's end. Right. They should let, they should, if, if they don't get to 30, they should reach out to Jess Petro and Morgan Schultz because they are now in the top 30 after yesterday and they should give yeah. them an opportunity. That's crazy. Like, yeah, I could see that. Um, I think Michaela Norman is having to drop out. So, Oh really? Like, sure. Yeah. I just, I had, was on Instagram and I had just seen that. So, um, she's sick, I guess. So you're right. Like in this instance, um, like I would love to see Jess get in because Jess had asked me if I knew if that qual like if she could get in for DC and I said I, I don't I was like nah no um but That's I was really cheeks. happy for her to see that she, she crushed uh, yeah she did great she crushed um so yeah like why did she come over here again because wasn't there a race over in Europe this weekend she too? had her thing wrong she is American oh, right okay Meg Jet yeah she's Australian oh she's Australian but she lives in America. She lives in America, but she's Australian. Oh, I didn't know. I did not know that. That's why her yeah. flag is different. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Shows how much I know. I thought that was a British flag. I thought it was too. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's not. Yeah, she it, did I'm looking great. At it now. Then, Certainly it is. It did well. It was like a two minute PR for her. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. She's so a, like, these are all great. Like, this makes me really intrigued for the Anaheim last chance qualifier, too, because, like, those two just ran great times. Obviously, there's a handful of spots. There are more women's spots open than men's right now. Yes, there um, will be. So, I think there were, t I think there's, I forget, I checked it the other day. It's too different. Right now, the men have nine, so they can yeah, end up with women have seven, I think. Twelve. Um, wow, men can end up with 12. That'd be, that would still give two spots for the men and the women have seven and chances are you will only get two new athletes, maybe less. Yeah. Is Linda coming out? Like, I don't know if Linda's coming over. Viola is coming over, right? I thought Viola I saw a post is. from her. That's right. I did Viola not see is. Linda. Yeah. If Linda comes, then it's going to be pretty tough. Right. Um, I don't think Linda is, though. I feel like she told me in Vienna that she was not coming over for DC. Um, Viola posted she is coming. And then it's, you know, Vivian. Um, so, yeah, there's a, I mean, it's going to, I think it, I think it's going to be tough, but there are a couple spots potentially. So say there's like two spots, get like two new spots, people punch their tickets. That would be nine. So that would mean there would be. Yeah. Six available, so that'd be three for the Germany, three for the United States one, and then yeah, which be interesting. is exciting, really exciting. Yeah, because Jess could do well, could pop into that. Morgan would be in the mix. You see Bridget Brown out there? She ran a PR. No, I okay, Bridget Brown. I hope you listen to this. I am so proud of you. You are a stud. A stud. One oh seven. She's like what? Like how many months past what, baby is she? Five. Like I was gonna say, not very many. So not many. Is that a? Is that an all time? Is that like PR PR for her? Yeah, she's only done two high rocks before this. Right. She's like 68 mid. She was in the race. At, her first race was your first race. Yeah. She ran in the major. And, she uh, ran in the Chicago major last Chicago year. Major, did an extra lap on the farmers. But still, it was like 68 and something. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's some mom strength right there. Shout out to Bridget. Fan, like, I'm so glad for her. She's mom strength time four. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. But yeah, we're excited. Dope for her. So what do we think about the, um, let's just talk about this, new equipment, right? Yeah. These sleds are going to be sliding. And it's going to be that way. And that just is, I think that is just the answer. We're always like trying to figure out what it is. It's just like how beat up the sled is. And that's really it. And if it's less beat up, it slides better. If it's more beat up, it slides worse. And like, you might get a good sled and not know it. It could be like the sled in each lane could be different. 
But when they're yeah. all new, they're moving. I mean, how do you feel about people who have qualified with different equipment versus, you know, somebody like a Dylan yesterday coming in and dropping a 55? And I'm not saying he's not in 55 shape, but like, that's a massive PR for that guy. It is. A massive PR. Um, and now he's into the Elite 15, no problem. Bumping but it doesn't matter. Out, which which he should matter. be. I'm just saying, but he should be in there regardless. Um, but it's like these this new equipment versus the old equipment. It's different. But these like courses how, have ne- they've always been different. They've always been different. Like every well, course guess, has you know, different. The US, the U.S. equipment versus the European equipment has always been a little. Always different. been different. Every so. course has been different. Like depend, like every lane mm-hmm. could be different. It's just like this race yeah. isn't perfect. But these next couple races, until these sleds get beat up. These sleds are going to be fast and it might fundamentally change the way that these races are run. Like the sled pull rope I heard is totally different too. There's like no slack in it. I know. After we, after we I, dropped. I was told it was hard to like grip with your hands. It's probably, they're so, probably slick. Yeah. Um, so that's like another. Chalk up, baby. Chalk up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. Dylan's sled push time was 217 and he was eighth. And that's like, I mean, that's like a minute faster than Dylan's typically going to push the sled. But like, even if you put a minute, yeah. say you add a minute, say you added 90 seconds, like his time is, and the rest of his splits are like still nasty. Like 55 doesn't happen. This is what would happen in these European races. Like athletes would push it in two minutes and then they would come back and have like a four minute burpee broad jump. And then they would finish on like mm-hmm. 57 high, 58 but you don't finish in 55. Like Dylan's time was like pretty legit, even though like sled push is fast. Yeah. I was, I was told that every piece, every station other than the machines, um, it was just faster. Even like the kettlebells, the way that they're shaped and the handles and everything, like it was just easier to move with them. The lunges, it was like more compacted. Um, so you were able to do the lunges faster. Um, so, I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens in D.C., you know, like when the Elite 15 gets a hold of these bad boys. I like yeah. it. I like the speed. I want it to be faster. <laughs> I I, of course it. you do. Of yeah, Meg, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Would you rather be uh, a two-minute sled push or, or like a 330 that's a grind? It changes the game a lot. And that's, I think, I think the difference for the athletes that have a really high strength level versus the athletes that are coming in more as like smaller, like runner, Mm. maybe styles. Um, I think in the women's field, it won't change things quite as much, but I think in the men's field, it could, it could make the race entirely different on like what type of athlete is succeeding. And that's, that's the interesting part come like this next major because if you're like the hunter and you're 200 pounds like you want those sleds to be heavy for everyone else Mm. you know what i mean but if you're a paleo like you probably don't want them to be that heavy so that it's and those are two completely different athletes completely Mm. different body types so i think it's um it'll be interesting to see like how the men's field i think that's where we'll see the bigger changing if that makes sense and, and what could happen with the with the sleds if they're moving good. Yeah, on the women's side, it's like the best two runners are the best two at all the stations, too. Like, you know, you and Lauren are just, like, better at everything, but you are probably the fastest runners. Or in the men's field, it's not necessarily like that. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. As of right now, you know what I mean? Mm. That could change down the road, but... So it is kind of interesting to see how that will will impact the men's field this this weekend not that it won't impact the women's but um it'll probably impact you know, like the, mid, the middle the last three, it's been the same two people top two so I, you know i don't know that that will make a huge impact for us yeah there'll be athletes in the middle that will like shift like, around but i don't think the top right. will will matter right can't you want that four minutes pull, as long as the pull stays tough too you know like one of the two has to remain yeah a, a freaking challenge to some degree you know like it's 
I don't know. Like, I get you want the fast flow of the race, but like, I don't know, man. There, there, there always needs to be this. That that was what drew me into high rocks to begin with, man. When we had in the beginning these like twenty five meter pulls with these long ropes, God, the sled pull was so hard, and mm-hmm. that was kind of what I I loved about it, you know. Um, and now there's four by twelve and a half meter lengths, um, which means the pull. The closer the weight is to you, the easier it is to pull. You know, it's just, I hope it just doesn't lose what, I hope Hyrox doesn't lose what kind of like drew me into it, you know, and that yeah. it was this like 50-50, like, I, I used to think OCR was like this and it ended up not being like OCR this at all. never like that. Yeah. <laughs> and this, finally a sport, it was like, man, this is like 50% running and 50%, you know, something else. And I was really drawn to that, you know, and if it just becomes another like running race, I don't know, man, like it, it's not as appealing to me. So I would prefer to have just like a, something that just stops everyone in their freaking tracks, you know, um, to me, that's exciting. I like that. And this is a bit of a discussion we were having in, uh, our fantasy football chat was in my take on this is it's just easier for athletes to get better at the stations than it is for running. So we've just seen people accelerate their station times and the running is like better because they're better at the stations. But that's kind of my, my issue when people bring this up, it's like, okay, like it's e- like, just get better at running then. Right. Like if you want it to be, if you're worried about not doing well because the event is changing, then like adapt to it and get better. As opposed to being like, mm-hmm. well, I wish it was heavy, heavy again. It's like, they didn't take any weight off. You know, like it is as heavy as it was from the beginning. The rope pull, the long rope pull changes things for sure. Like that was a fundamental switch and that did change things, but it's not gotten any lighter. Mm-hmm. It's just people are getting better. And maybe they add weight each year. It's like, okay, the pro weight for men now is 600 pounds. And like, like that's how it scales. Because it's one only of these, get one, of these uh, one of these training blocks. I'm just gonna drop like I'm gonna go back down to what I weighed when I was doing Spartan, and just see how I do in a high rocks. Probably be fine. <laughs> just roll in, roll in at like 165, 170. You're only like 172 right now. I may look that way. Skinny. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Can't you should want those light sleds after that workout we had yesterday. What do you mean? <laughs> I dude, I pushed the heaviest sled we've ever pushed in two twenty. And then 220, you, 50 meters. And you like we're on all fours on the assault runner for freaking freaking four hundred meters. Your boy, your boy blew up. All right. Let's just <laughs> let's just say, you know, sometimes you gotta you got to play with fire more than once to learn your lesson. And, uh, you know, yesterday, yeah, we did our, uh, last little high rocks workout where we basically break the race up into halves, make it through burpee broad jumps, um, do the run after burpee broad jumps. And then you take like a four minute break and then you do the second half of the race. And, uh, it was a little bit of a suffer fest for me because I didn't pace it right. You know, I came in, Came in with uh, just like, I don't know, like not not thinking clearly, you know, like trying to do a workout off of just like pure ego and bravado, you know, and that gets you in trouble, you know, especially on like if you're doing just like running repeats, I feel like you can, if you overextend on a, on a rep, you can get it back and be fine. But if you overextend on something like a sled push, it, there's just, there's not much coming back from it. You know, like something like that can totally ruin, um, a race or a workout. And it's kind of what it was for me yesterday. I still beat rich. Let's just, let's just not by much though, but I beat you like by 10 seconds or so. I was right there. I was in the mix. I had rich by like a minute on the push. I like fucking crushed the push and was not feeling good after that. 
I and it like but I it's hung actually on. like eight hundred pounds on it, right? Eight fifty. Eight fifty. Yeah. You know, and like your sled weight it depends on the surface and what your sled is, of course. So like sometimes eight fifty might feel like what is it? What is even the weight for high rocks? I think it's three eighty five plus the sled. Meg, what's yeah. the weight? You know, I think it's like three thirty five total. I think that might With be the sled. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so sometimes eight hundred might feel like four hundred or whatever, but this did. This felt like heavy, and I was like, "I don't know, dude." Before, these sleds have been before light. we even started. Rich was like, "Dude, these sleds in DC are gonna fly. We should take some weight off the sleds and just get more race specific." Ken's like, "Watch this," and I was like, "No, dude. Like, it's better to train up, train heavy, and if you get a light sled, then it's just it's easy on race day, you know." And uh, we went with the heavy sleds and your boy popped. <laughs> so better now, better now than the next week. Last time we did it, I, I went first and I, I blew up really bad. And, and Kent watched, he was chilling. And then I, I watched Kent destroy himself. And I was like, okay, I will push this with moderate intensity and survive it. Mm-hmm. But it does change the race, right? Like the, the heavy sleds, yeah, that makes me, it does make me feel prepared. Uh, and the pole is very heavy as well. And going into the, like, there's no fearing the sled. Sometimes I'll come into a race and not be, and be like, man, I hope this goes well. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it doesn't. But after pushing a really heavy sled and pulling a really heavy sled, there's no doubt that it's going to feel fine. Right. Meg, what do you usually push the sled at? Like, what do you try to, do you just like make it feel heavy? It's hard. It yeah, it's hard because I think just the surface that I have to train on is like really it just moves well. So when I, I try to go over to, um, I have a different gym that the turf is a lot harder. Um, and I'll put probably eight plates on it. Hmm. Um, and it has the, the, the tighter poles. That's another thing. Like the one sled that I use, the poles are real wide. So you can't really, um, is there a prowler? You're using a prowler sometimes, right? And then and it's like kind of a bitch. Um, but I'll go over to the other, this other gym. It has like the, the tighter pole. So you can really get like more, do the hook grip better, more easily. Um, and the surface is harder, but I'll still put about eight plates on it. Um, and, and see, see what we got going on. The rope too is really stretchy over there. So it's like a lot more like what we've been used to where you really have to pull the slack out of it. And it's like the braided rope. So I feel like my hands are so prepared. Mm. Like I never chalk. I don't, I think you guys, do you guys chalk on sled pole? I wear gloves. Yeah. I've never done that. I've never chalked. I, I think it just, I don't know. I got gnarly hands. So just working but hands. Got working hands. Pulling that yep. sled. And they're not lady hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like the sled situation. Rocks. For like everyone, like we all have our own unique setups for the yeah. sled and we're all just trying to do the best we can to make it feel like the race, yeah. you know? And if it's athletes like us, like I think about that sometimes when like my sled, my backyard's like a little bit of a slant. So one direction's way harder than the other. And then when I pull it, it kind of like will go off center sometimes. And I'm like, man, I wish this was a better setup. But like if the three of us who take this more seriously than like anyone don't have like the perfect setup, no one has the perfect mm-hmm. setup. You know? Right. Like that's just how high rocks is gonna be. Yeah. So there was a ra- there was that Miami race, and then now DC is like the next weekend. And we had our race in Vienna. So it was only about that was two weekends ago now. Is that right? God, that feels like forever ago. It I'm just does. It could be last year. I'm just never thinking about it ever again. So it's not making a memory in my brain. <laughs> but um, so it's only about two or three weeks and people are listening. Maybe are, are going to be racing back to back. Like if you were to like talk yourself into or talk to the athletes here coaching about like what could really change from two back to back races that are like within a month, like what are some things that you would like think that could be better for next time around or what you could work on or how this next race could improve? I think the only thing is just like approach 
and like execution. Other than that, like you can't really build any fitness from one to the next in three weeks, especially if you are actually taking your recovery seriously, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I don't think people do enough um, post-race personally. Um, but yeah, I think it's really just that. And the execution like, piece is yeah. not to be underestimated, no, you know, definitely. especially in a, uh, an event like High Rocks where there's so many places to go wrong. So I think it's actually nice to have a race maybe three to four weeks before your like big, big race. Um, that way you can just kind of like test, test your fitness, obviously, and then you know, test a race strategy. And if that doesn't work, you can make adjustments the next, the next race. Um, but as far as like fitness goes, you're not going to be able to gain a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's the other minor things, um, like a race strategy, um, that can make all the difference. What would be an example of things that you guys have changed in the past, like one race to another, um, not necessarily like what you're going to do this race coming up, but like in the past from one, from like a tactics or like an approach or like a pacing kind of standpoint, like how have you guys changed from one race to another? For me, um, the, the, the first thing that kind of stands out is Chicago two years ago when it was saying, I think Sandy and I, we just killed each other on the sled push and I made a move coming out of the push. I was like, we're both freaking sucking wind here and I I put a surge past him on that next run and then before I even got into the pull I was like that was stupid like that was, that was so yesterday. dumb yesterday is work out I know and at that point it's just like oh no like there's no there's no coming back from this unless I legit just stop and don't move for a minute or two um so but then I had I had the Houston race 3 weeks three weeks after I I was so disappointed after that Chicago race, because it wasn't, it wasn't like a fitness thing. It was just like, I just didn't have the best race plan going into it. And I made that adjustment in Houston where it was like, yo, like, let's just, the sled is not the race. It's part of the race, but it's not the race. It's not the make or break, um, station. Let's just keep ourselves under control here. Let's take precise breaks, um, throughout it. And let's come out of this feeling like we can run, not not like we're just surviving the race at this point. Um, and that was just three weeks. That was three weeks after that Chicago race. And I went from, I was like, a, I think I was over 60 that day mm-hmm. in Chicago. It, was, it, was, it, it got ugly. It was, um, a slow, it was a slow day. It was a slow day anyway. Yeah. But And then three weeks later, I went 56 on that Houston course, you know, and look, you're not going to gain five minutes of fitness in three weeks. Like that was as simple as just making the decision that like, okay, like you need to learn from what happened in the last race. Like, do not do that again. And just Mm -hmm. a minor change like that made for me, made all the difference. I remember watching that Chicago race. I was like, my guy's got this. No, dude, you were, I know. You were on the sideline cheering me on. I was like, okay, you're okay. No, you're fine. Okay. You're fine. You're fine. No. And then I just like turned my back. <laughs> then I started turning my back when you were coming around. Like, ooh. <laughs> Appreciate that, dude. At least I was in the race. I was in the race. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I benefited by not being in that race. I was like, all right. I think my standing has improved by not being in here. Meg, have you ever done, gone into a race and not been like, I'm just going to smash everything the entire time? Well, one thing I used to do was I used to do all my sled pushes unbroken, all my lengths unbroken. Mm-hmm. From the first race you ever did. First race I ever did. Push the sled like a wild woman. And you were pushing it with like your shoulder on like with your hands at your yeah. shoulders, like the harder way. Yeah, the harder way, not the hook. Didn't know didn't know what hook was at the time. <laughs> I, real quick, I got to I the have... sled pull and I wanted to die. So not I die have... because. I was tired, died because it didn't move like at all. And I was mm. like, oh, what the fuck? This isn't how I practice this. I don't know what to do now. Um, <laughs> I have this yeah. video from that, from the New York race back in 2019. It was, it was the first race I broke 60. And this was when we had the, the 25 meter lengths for both the push and the pull. 
And on the push, I have a video of me. I pushed it the entire 25 meters all the way to the other end. And I took my break at the turnaround. And then you could see about halfway through the way back, my my cadence is slowing where I'm just, you can visibly see that I'm like grinding right now to push this. And I just kept step, <laughs> step all it the way. Still not a break. All the way until the 50 meter mark. So the only time I broke was one time halfway. And then I just finished it all out. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And just walk. Yeah, I think it was a fast ass push, but I was I was dead. The uh I mean a 25 meter push would be faster, I would think, but could definitely be mm-hmm. that could definitely kill you. I'm gonna look that up really fast. Yeah, the turnarounds, the turnarounds kind of force you to uh take a break. Take a break. Yeah. Um what about yeah. you, Rich? Do you have a race that you think of? Were you uh one of the best races I've like ever executed was that race in 21 in Chicago, the North American Championships, the one that you won, Kent. You remember that one? Oh, I remember. You do? I remember. Oh, Chicago's man. been good to me, although it and has been bad to me as well. The ups and downs, the ups and downs. Yeah. Um, where I wanted to make a de- – I made a decision. This is probably like my third ever High Rocks where I was like, I'm going to start running faster after the run from Burby Broad Jumps. And I was like – cautious 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 and then like actually negative split the thing and i was able to execute that like and that was a a strategy i practiced a lot in training like trying to be like okay let's be measured and then pick a spot and see how i can like lean in and push um push the run paces and i just felt like so in control i felt like i executed that really well and since then it's been about the sleds it's like let's just try to see how things go <laughs> and I've done, I did, uh, actually in Anaheim, I had a strategy for burpee broad jumps where I was going to do the jump, the hop up and jump forward. And I did it in like 201 crushed. And then my entire world imploded after that. I couldn't do anything. Where, so where do you think they're like, so burpee broad jumps, I guess there is a spot. Um, row. I don't know. It seems like. That race, Meg, you and Lauren, this was Chicago as well. It seems like Michaela actually circled the row one time for a place to make a move. I never think Mm -hmm. of the row as like a strategic spot. I just think of it as like survival and recover. Mm -hmm. But she actually kind of made a move there. I don't think I've ever seen that since. No. No. But there's, there's not really many other places to make moves, I guess. Yeah. In the back half. I mean, I've, I've been in race situations where like I had to hammer the lunges like super hard to try to like gain a little bit of ground. (laughs) That is not fun. Right. Not fun. The run after is terrible. If you do that. Um, I've done that a few times actually. Um, and I think I'm lucky because I am good. That's a station I'm usually really good at. So it's like I can kind of survive it, but it's not like something I would ever recommend to anybody else. But it, it was in both circumstances where it was really close, like not a, even a full, not even one full length of the lunges. Like, you know what I mean? Different in in the time. So that one one was Chicago last year and then Worlds mm. where it was like, we were barely a full length apart. And, you know, at that point, you just have to do what you have to do. But, um, right. So, like, but, like, that's like, that's still like, it didn't, I didn't do it. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not like it, like, it didn't work really. Um, you didn't like go into the race being like, today I'm going to hammer lunges. It's like, you know, yeah, oh, oh, nice. Not. It worked for you on that time. Look at you. Thumbs up. But, uh, oh, wow. How'd you do that? Double thumbs gives you a firework. Double thumbs means fireworks. Wow. Ken, you don't get fireworks, bro. It's cool. not for you, dude. You ain't getting that. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And then this is like the, I think the, the really unique part about high rocks and something I'm really looking forward to like seeing as the sport progresses, but it's like, how fast can things really be done? I think that's like a really interesting aspect to this. Like, how fast can you actually row and then still run a top running time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or the best running time. Like it's, it's unique in that way where I feel like there are limitations almost. Um, 
So it'll be, I, I think it's cool to see how like the sport progresses, like what people can like put together and still be running as fast as like you need to in order to really like be sub 60 minutes for a woman or sub 55 for a man. Like that that's something I'm looking forward to like in years to come. Like how far can we push the line? Because it's, you can so easily screw yourself. Mm-hmm. Like so easily. So it's, and of course the races are different. So it, there's always like kind of different outcomes, but yeah. Right. Some of them are just bound by how like the straight up distance, right? Like, right. Like farmers. how fast can you actually do, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. It's like, how much faster can like we actually get on some of these things? It doesn't seem like it's really that possible, you know, not, not in like incremental amounts anyway couple seconds here there and it's yeah i mean you're we're we're walking a freaking light rope oh yeah we're like if you lean just a little bit too much to one side man like it's it's over it's game over yeah very very easily that's um but i think i do think that the row and the ski is an area where it could improve some i mean if guy if if guys can get on the row and do like 135s somehow and just get so good at rowing and, and be able to and come out run after it's the run after you know for sure like, for sure but if we if you can get that type of fitness that that type of conditioning like i don't think it's impossible yeah and, uh what is uh like lunges maybe i mean dylan's lunch time was crazy what was it two was it 240 yeah. something i've had some good lunges in my day where like i'm like not breaking at all like no no stutter step and i think i've done 240s a couple times Mm -hmm. and that has felt really fast so to do a 234 i'm like god is do must have some pistons for legs and like I i mean i don't think i don't think anyone like hunter has ever gone under 230 so the 234 is very impressive Mm hmm and I mean, at the end of the day, I, I mean, trying to project out where this thing could go and where to spend like the time and like how to how to cut the most time, like it always comes back to the run. Yeah. Right. So even if it is like, oh man, like w- I wish this was heavier. I wish it would slow people down. Like it's still the spot that like eventually the best runner I think is going to be the best at high rocks when everybody's just good at everything all the way across the board and we are maximizing all the stations, it's like, all right, one thirty is the fastest we can push a sled. <laughs> like if you like run with the thing, everybody got there Two thirty is the fastest we can do the pull. Then it's gonna be over. It can run the fastest. Yeah. You know? And then this is, this is like very for the listeners, this conversation, especially because I think since we're all coaching in the space, Like I have people that don't want to do as much running as like I'm having them do. And it's like, this is like kind of a constant conversation where it's like, I know you want to do strength. I know you want to do this. I know you want, don't want to do this, but like, and especially if you're doing an open, if you're doing a doubles, Mm -hmm. like those weights are not that heavy. So doing heavy sled push all the time and not focusing more of your game on running is really to your own detriment. It's just easier. It is like just easier. Running just sucks. (laughs) Yeah. It's just hard and it hurts. It's just like, it's just the way this sport is. It's, it's a runner's game. And I think if you're running fitness improves, it's going to elevate everything else too right honestly i've noticed when my running's better like even if i'm not doing a ton of machine work my machines are like better you know yeah just it has that same like heart rate response you know Mm, mm. um lunges and wall balls i think do take some repetition to just kind of build up that stamina and endurance and whatnot but overall man if you improve your running fitness like everything else is gonna rise with it yeah Have you guys like tinkered around with like your nutritional strategies race to race or is it kind of like, here's what I do. This is just what I'm, what I do or is I do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I have a history of doing this, and that's that's um where I kind of I don't want to say deplete my carbohydrate intake, but I will reduce my carbo carbohydrate intake, um, kind of like a week to two weeks out from a competition, and let just keep going through training, let the body kind of adapt to this. Um, a little bit. And then as the race gets closer, we then implement carbohydrates back into my diet. And I, I haven't done this. I did it for Chicago. I did not do it for Vienna. The travel just kind of made it a little problematic and whatnot. Um, but times that I do do this, and I know there's probably some dietitians out there who are like this stupid, like, why would you want to, why do you do something like it's that? It's a thing. It's a thing. Um, but any, every time that I've done this, man, I have just felt superhuman on race day, just like really energized and ready to go. Um, and sometimes I don't feel like I have the mental strength because it does require a lot of mental strength to keep training as hard and as long as we do and reduce our main energy source, which is carbohydrates. So like you're, you're constantly kind of craving carbs to put back in your body. Um, so you have to fight those cravings a little bit, you know, and it takes a lot of, um, just like mental fortitude to do that. And sometimes I feel like I'm like, man, I'll just, I ain't got it, man. I'm giving in, I'm giving in, you know, but if I can stick it out the entire time, it usually pays off for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like, uh, that's similar to a concept of like carb loading, right? But like, if there's been some studies that suggest that you will super compensate when you deplete like that. And then if you reintroduce carbohydrates, you will store more than what you would typically do if you're just like continuously like eating the regular carbohydrates that you would. So like there is certainly evidence that that does work. Um, I just don't want to feel like shit for like, in like the days, sure. yeah. the days leading yeah. into a race. Yeah. That's, that's my thing. It's like, I would do that, but I would definitely feel bad. I'll get like headaches, but my sleep would probably be shitty. The carb loading wouldn't work for me because my carb intake is already so high. All this, I would have to eat an astronomical amount of carbohydrates to get any sort of boost just because of what I consume on a day-to-day -day basis. But if I, if I can somehow reduce them and then put them back into my diet as the race gets closer. It's a good way to do it. Because yeah. I used to try to do the... What, what I, there, there is some sort of formula that I used to follow that would be like increase it by like 20% one day, then like 30%, then 50%, like the three days leading up. And like the evidence and like these studies, it was from like muscle biopsies and like you could see that there was more glycogen or whatever, but it didn't really say how people would perform. And when I got to the race, I would just feel awful. <laughs> I would just feel like gross, slow. And it was just not like my, I probably had more glycogen, but it just like, I don't think it caused me to perform better. So mm -hmm. I haven't done too much loading. It's not, it's, you keep your calorie intake up, you know, like you're still getting enough calories. You just like for breakfast, I wouldn't eat oatmeal or toast or something. I might have scrambled eggs. And then for lunch, if I'm going to have like, some ground beef or like a burger, I'll remove the bun and just eat the burger or something. You know, it's, mm. it's, it's pretty simple to, to execute, um, from that regard, um, having the mental strength to stick with. It. It's pretty right. tough though. Make you yeah. mess around with like loading like that with carbs. No, I, no, <laughs> never, ha never have. Just eat food. I just eat food. I'm hungry. I eat. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't mess with it at all. I mean, I obviously have my go-tos of like the things I try to eat before, but I don't, I don't do anything like that. Still have my, my Nutella, still have my. Need that. Need it. For the record, we went and had ice cream last night. We went to an ice cream shop here in Castle Rock. Hard ice cream, soft ice cream. Went down. It was a uh, gelato. Gelato. Yeah. Somewhere in between there. Mm-hmm. I just said, screw it tonight. This is what we're having. With the fan product. So I felt good. I mean, you had the, you're feeling, you're feeling sad yesterday. After I was that in my feelings. Sled, yeah, I need after that sled push <laughs> just put you in the dust. You had to then eat your feelings, which, hey, sometimes we got to do that. Facts. Yeah. And there's, um, 
there's a level of sharpness i think that will kind of translate from one race to another just like for me this is something that i feel is very helpful is just like feeling it you know and then wrapping my head around what that feeling is and that's kind of what i associate sharpness with is just like knowing what the feeling of the race is going to be like and being familiar with that i found that's been that was very helpful back in the track days in like the 800 or the 1500 the, the mile right something is just like so intense that the first one or two times that i would go through it i'd be like oh my god but then eventually i would like know it be like okay here i am and i can keep kind of moving through it so i think like a sharpness can be developed within a three to four week period of time too definitely I'm mm-hmm. just like not changing anything and just being like, I'm just gonna, I just know a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, you've done, you've done all your threshold training. Now you can do a little more VO2 max kind of stuff, right. you know, the real tip into the spear kind of stuff. Which I enjoy it's, but it's very hard, very challenging, very just like shitty in that very short amount of time. But I like that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm starting to like that stuff more, too. It's fun. It sucks during, but then I'm like, wow, I just got so much effort in like 15 minutes. This is amazing. Where you would, you're predisposed to leaning the other direction. Totally. Like grind, grind, mm. grind, grind. Um, so, yeah, I've been changing things a little bit this year with my approach, and it's it's fun. Changing, you know, it's like, hey, it's not all when you want to get better and better and better. And the, the, you're, you're here under that tiny little line of room for improvement. Um, got to change things up sometimes, test some different things out. And so. that's, yeah, that's interesting. And Ken, Ken and I were actually having a conversation about that like yesterday, like the, like what it's like to do the same type of training like repeatedly versus that like variety of it. Um, And sometimes I like, I've generally leaned toward changing things at each block for better or worse. I'm not sure, but there's gotta be some sort of like, okay, here are the principles, right? And this is probably more what it is like, here are my principles. Here's what I think works. And then trying to like interject little different things throughout to maybe cover some of those gaps that potentially could develop. Right. I signed up for the CrossFit yeah. Open. Did you? I'm going to the games this year. Love it. I'm getting. I'm. I'm out of the High Rocks game. I the all like some several of the things that they've, you know, said will be in the games. I'm not going to this year. So oh, I'm like, for the great. for the open stuff or whatever. Yeah. 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 You did the open last year, right? I did. I couldn't do the third workout because I was really sick, but um. I was very new to CrossFit still at this point. So like the burpee pull-up workout, like that was my jam. That's your jam. Double runs and burpee pull-ups. And (laughs) I got so far into those burpee pull-ups. And then I had never once done a ring muscle-up in my life. I had like a lot. I think that was that one. That was the first one. It was like a chipper where it ended. It was like a row, toes to bar. Row, toe to to bar. I think there was Cleaning wall balls. Yes, Clean. wall balls. Okay. And then and it then was muscle ups. Okay, so my bad. Anyway, the burpee pull up one that had the heavy thruster. Yes. Okay. Which I'm also good at. So I had probably I had over two minutes to get those muscle ups and I could not lock out. I had gotten up there like ten times and I could not my I like didn't understand how to like false grip the rings. So I couldn't like, I would get like stuck where my hands would be like off the wrist and uh, I'd be like on my like wrists almost. And I wouldn't be able to like extend my arms. I had so much time. So you were false gripping your way up there. Like, yeah, I was like that, like whatever this, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. They were like teaching me literally while I was doing it. Like, <laughs> I never tried it ever in my life and i had like eight dudes around me try because they were like you're so close like you're gonna get it um but then i learned how to do it over the summer and then um 
the thruster, I think I got like 150 for that. That's pretty and sad. I had, ne- I had never done a squat clean ever. It's like a heavy clean. Either. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, cool. I just got two PRs, but um, but I couldn't do the third workout. So I'm trying to see yeah, can't do some I, I muscle ups. I've never done any. I can do I can do bar. I feel like you'd I feel like you'd fumble around. For sure. You'd be Yeah. I don't think it'd be pretty I'm at good, first. Dude. I'm good. Eventually you get it, but I, I don't know at first. I remember the first time I figured out like how to string kipping pull ups together. Mm. I was just like, this is awesome. Oh, this is yeah. cool. <laughs> the best. Yeah, they actually had running, a shuttle run in the freaking open last year. When's the open? When's yeah. it start? Starts on Thursday. Oh, yeah, I'm out, dude. So I think I'm, well, only- it actually works okay. I'll get that workout in Monday, and then it's like two weeks oh, right. after, and like it's kind of like- What's the first workout? We don't know yet. They announced oh. it like on Thursday. So I will basically decide if I'm doing it when I see the workout. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll send you over the weekend, I'll do a Monday. That's the move. Um, what if we all just signed up and somehow just we got lucky with the workout choices? Yeah, right. They were just like very simple movements and more cardio based. There was an like actual we, run, a four like meter. We in somehow it. squeaked our way into like the next round or something. It'd be <laughs> hilarious. Well, the, the next round's not incredibly hard to get to. Um, I think we could do that, honestly. But then the next round, it ends up being like there's like more. There'd be like handstand walks and like pistols and yeah, it's yeah. like higher skill stuff. I uh, think there's going to be handstand walks in the open workouts. There has been before. And it's like all the things that they said, I can't, I'm like not good at double unders. So you don't have dubs. I can, I can't string them together. Like for a really long time. Uh, you just need to practice. Yeah. You, you, you should I be able do to do crossovers. You can for a really long time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. Nobody gets it. I'm weird. But yeah. If somebody put a gun to my head and said, do a pistol, I'm gonna shoot you. I'd be like, I'm out. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Tell, tell my family I love them. Tell them I love them. Yeah. Your boy does you not be, have the mobility to you might be that. better now. You worked on that ankle mobility. Maybe. I have, yeah. I have to uh I used to have to grab my foot. I like reach the foot kind of counter like my hips would be a little bit too tight like cramp but now i can kind of kick it off to the side sometimes the it helps holding a weight Mm -hmm. and like that's for the counterbalance Mm -hmm. so that might work for you Hmm. like you got pistols yeah yeah i would imagine yeah light easy light work i got those down (laughs) sometimes i think about this stuff is like how much would like pistols help my high rocks i'm like probably not at all like maybe no. a little bit but then no. like i think cleaning jerks can help i think like, so too like just being up overhead being loaded the power of it i was like how much yeah. right I went, all right I went, rich what you what got were you gonna say i was just gonna say are you so there's only one of us here that still needs to punch their ticket to nice is it going down well, do you see or what? I just gave you work in a workout, so I'm feeling good. How about does it. giving me work like how does losing and giving me work like go you didn't get the, in the you same didn't get the tra- You didn't get the transitions. There was points you were just laying on the ground. You're like, I'm out. So I gave you work. That's last that's all. time you blew up on this. We need to hash this out. Last time <laughs> you blew up on the sleds, your ass was running 320, 330. You were running like 640 mile pace i wasn't feeling good I pushed that i at least kept it respectable <laughs> all right I, well my time improved by i took a minute less rest a lot. yes yeah, and yeah. i had so if you take that out my time improved two minutes with a minute less rest in the same workout no i've done the math dude i know i know you're you're i think you are legitimately in like Low fifty-seven on the verge of breaking fifty-seven shape, and that that should that. that should be. I think so too. Like when we if like it's take the altitude in consideration, take these heavy ass sleds in consideration. It's like I could make an argument that that could be a place where I would be. And if I'm two minutes faster than where I was the race before Chicago, where I got fifth, like I feel good. I feel confident. 
Mm-hmm. I just got to mix it up. And my mindset seem, is better. My fitness is fine. Let's go to Nice. Let's get, let's get that Airbnb. Let's do the thing. Yeah. We're going to do it. So that'll be fun. Friday night, another evening race. That'll be cool. Can't you're out? You're headed back home right after that? No. Oh, you're hanging no, out? I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to Colorado. Right. You're not hanging out Saturday? No, I'm dipping. Yeah, because we got, we got the move happening, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be move back east is going to happen the week, not the week after DC. We'll be just like packing boxes and stuff. But uh, I think the 14th or 15th of March, we are out of Colorado. It's going to wow. be going to be quite the change. We got I got a lot going on, guys. Um, but we're going to get through it. We're going to get yeah. through it. Life, life tends to, when it rains, it pours, I guess. So you're yeah. out, you're not hanging out Saturday. Nah, I'm getting back. Maggie, you hanging? You going to go post party or are you going to do, you're going to see some sites? I got my daughter with me, so mm-hmm. probably not. My parents are driving down to Florida. Um, they're coming to the race. This is actually the first race they will be seeing me do in person, High Rocks. That's cool. Um, yeah. And then they are heading down to my brother's house in Florida. So they are leaving Saturday. Um, yeah. So they'll come Friday, bring Mila down. She'll be with me. Um, I'm racing a doubles on Saturday just for funsies. Oh, you are? Yeah. With, um, Benny, who is the CEO of ESN. That's right. That's right. He was coming over. He didn't want to do a solo race. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do a doubles with you. Why not? And then, um, yeah, so the record is safe. Should be a good team still. Rich, it'll be time fun. Out. You want to do doubles? I yeah, will. I'll do doubles. You're leaving. What time? Men's doubles is. I might be able to switch my first flight. the first race, but it would be open weight. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, if it was pro, we would do it. We would take yeah. it. Or when Remind are they going to implement the pro? doubles in all of the races this one is just because it's the north america it's just like the, the open champion. championship in vienna my bad they did yeah. pro, they did pro yesterday in fort lauderdale okay so it's happening so my fault. i forgot about that the no pro heat thing for yeah. a second yeah cool i would like to do a, the women's pro um i mean i've been saying that but We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Rich, just throwing a wig. You good? <laughs> just be out there. Women's <laughs> pro. You got little girl legs, little I'm chicken good. legs. Come on, bro. Yeah, you sports bra. It'll be fine. Looking good. Yeah. You have to be crushing. All right. Enough of that. So there will All be right. a post party. Magita's throwing it. Share. I shared a link at some point, but I'm going to be there. I'm hanging out. It's late, though. So yeah, it starts 9 at 9 p.m. That's late for mm. you, boy. But we'll be hanging out Colorado time. I'll be good. For yeah, like we'll be fine. An hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I'll be tired. <laughs> but I might try to get into it, do a doubles at some capacity. I think that'd be fun. Um, but if not, I'm just going to be around. I'm just going to be around supporting. Yeah. A lot of clapping. A lot of encouraging words. Good. Come watch my mixed doubles. I'll, I'll give you so much support during your mixed doubles. So much support. Endless support. Yeah, good. All right, so if you're going to be out in Washington, D.C., come say hello. We love hanging with the fam. Um, check out the RMR training app, seven-day free trial, 14 and then after. We got some cool stuff coming around that way. Um, wear 10,000 if you want, but if not, that's also fine. <laughs> Well, <laughs> drink power lift, of course. Uh, anything else we want to plug? Plug ESN. If, if you're in the UK, yeah, ESN. ESN, get blokes, blokes, blokes. or get Germany. Blokes. You guys have a we, post. I'll have a post coming out about that. We should we should sit and talk about our experience of blokes on the pod one time. I'm down because it's it's been I'm pretty down. cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, we could be cheating our ass off if we wanted to. That's what I, I think I told. I said this on the podcast that I'm going to be just talking about how I'm doing steroids. 
So everyone yeah. thinks I'm doing it. And then, yeah. So I'm juiced up, juiced up to the gills. <laughs> so now that, now that the results are going to show, people are going to be like, oh man, qualify for worlds, but dude's on that juice. All right. Yeah. That's enough. See you next week. Talk to you soon.